Hello, and welcome back to the Conservative Woman's Guide. I'm Karen Lips here with Peyton Smith. Thank you so much to everyone who has left kind reviews and given us such positive feedback. We're excited to see how rapidly this network is growing and hope you'll stay with us as we share our insights to help you navigate college as a young conservative woman. We're happy you're here. Please keep sharing the show with your friends. Today, we'll be talking about thinking critically. This is a key skill to develop, especially for anyone heading to college, because let me tell you, ladies, you are about to get hit with a tidal wave of influences and very nicely packaged, very compelling academic narratives. And it's so important to know how to analyze what you're hearing and learn how to refute these narratives that distort the truth. We've got some great tools to help you today from how to find reliable, yes, reliable news sources, (laughs) podcasts, and books. Uh, that model and teach you how to think critically to making sure you aren't just building an echo chamber for yourself. Engaging with people with different views will benefit you. Even just seeking out new sources can feel like you're getting into an echo chamber. So you've got to be purposeful about it and really think about how you're going to curate your news. Always go beyond the headline. You should never just trust the headline or title because I learned this in my journalism course in school. They, it, the whole point of the headline is to just grab your attention. So they will do whatever they can to get your attention, to get you to read that article. So make sure you're reading through the stories, check the hyperlinks to make sure they're getting their facts from reliable sources. And if you wouldn't trust using that source for an academic paper, then take the information statistics with a grain of salt, I think is a great way to keep everything in perspective. You're right about the headlines, Peyton. One headline that always gets my attention is the one about uh, equal pay. So it seems like each year there is a headline about how women supposedly make uh, 84 cents or whatever the most recent uh, statistic is, uh, 84 cents for every dollar a man makes. Well, you read that and it does sound outrageous and it does sound bad. I want equal pay for women. What's interesting, Peyton, is if you follow the advice you just gave and look into the data, look into the statistic and see what it's actually measuring, it doesn't actually translate into the headline. So in this context of equal pay, it's actually not comparing a man and a woman in the same job. It's comparing overall uh, median incomes of full-time workers, male and female, in the economy. It doesn't take into account a lot of life choices that people make. So that's that's an example of one statistic that I've written about and dug into. And I think it's a great example of how the headline often distorts uh, what's really happening. Yes. And you even see it in something as simple as celebrity gossip. I think it's something that I... What celebrity gossip are you going to give us today? (laughs) You No celebrity gossip today. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. But you see it on the headlines in the grocery store when you're going through the checkout line and they have all the magazines lined up. How many of those headlines that you see on the front covers are actually true? So it's something that you're consuming, even if you don't realize that you're consuming it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Now, where do you get your news from then? Like, Do you have a print subscription. I remember in college, uh, when I was at UVA, there was always at the beginning of the year, a big uh, push for students to sign up and get a newspaper. And I remember I got the Washington Post when I was in school for a bit. Uh, did you did you do that in college? I had the Wall Street Journal student subscription for one semester only because it was a requirement 
to have a subscription from either the Washington or the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times to talk about current events in our class. But otherwise, I just use the Apple News app and I do read whatever articles are free to me. And then I actually get a lot of my social media from the same news sources. So the Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, but I go on their social media accounts because it's a free way to get the latest headlines and you can click and read some of the free articles through there as well. And it's interesting. I feel like with news sources, it's sometimes intimidating to question them, but you really Mm -hmm. should be. You have to. There's no way that you couldn't question news sources because their whole purpose is to push narratives onto you. Do you follow many liberal news sources as well? I know I follow some liberal sources just because I want to hear about what issues they're talking about and also their take on the issues. Yeah, I think it's extremely important to follow people from the outside views. I know I follow AOC on Twitter, and as much as her tweets make my blood boil, I know it's important that I hear what she's saying, and I use that as the point to refute. So whatever she's tweeting about or whatever new CNN or MSNBC is putting out, I'll read what they have to say about it, and then I'll go through and break down their argument, and it's a great way to build up my own argument. It's funny. I follow a number of women who are progressive. I follow their accounts on Instagram and often I'm just scrolling and, you know, liking pictures from our chapters or from friends. And then I see a statistic and I'm like, no way that's right. Like, which one of my friends is posting that? And then I look and it's one of these uh, progressive accounts. And so it's, it's funny. It kind of disrupts my scroll. But at the same time, I feel like it's a good way to from to make me question things. It's almost scary because you realize that this is how young people are getting their news on a daily basis is social media. It's where I get my news on a daily basis. And the fact that these people are putting out such misleading headlines and statistics is intimidating because most people don't listen to our podcast where they tell you that you have to read beyond the headline and the statistic and to do your own research. A lot of people just take these things at face value. Well, and that's why it's good. It's good to follow liberal sources, but also to find some conservative sources about campus. And so there's two I wanted to mention. Campus Reform and College Fix are both outlets that focus on campus news um, from a more conservative and intellectually diverse perspective. So those are good ones that you might want to check out. Yes, our women are getting published in those two outlets quite frequently, and I love reading what they have to say. But I will say another great way that I like to get my news from personally is podcasts. Karen, do you listen to podcasts? (laughs) I I do, although I have to tell you, one of my favorites is The Megyn Kelly Show. But um, for a while, I almost felt like it became another thing on my to-do list. And like, I don't need anything else on my to-do list because it's long. It's over (laughs) an hour. And so I felt like I had to do two things to enjoy it again, which is one, give myself the grace to know that like, it's okay that I don't finish it. So most of the time I don't finish it. Sorry, Megan Kelly, if you're listening to this, I often don't get to the end. (laughs) Uh, And secondly, I now listen to it sometimes on double speed. So it's easy to make that transition to click that you want it on double speed. 
And then that helps uh, me get through more of it. That is such a great tip. I use that on my audiobooks all the time to get through. Sometimes the narrators are just too slow for me. I like to listen to The Morning Wire from The Daily Wire. Every morning, it's like 12 to 15 minutes, I think. And I do it while I'm doing my makeup and I get dressed in the morning. So I like to stack my habits. I've been very into habit stacking recently. So I like to do that. And it gives me like a nice overview of what the national conversation is. And then I also like to listen to Problematic Women, Brett Cooper show is a good one. I also listened. Have you ever listened to um, She Said, She Said by Laura Cox Kaplan? It's more about professional development. So it might be yes. more for women who are getting ready for their first job or want professional development tips. But I feel like she does um, good interviews and really talks about developing different skills in the workplace. I've listened to a couple of her episodes and they're all so helpful. I also like to listen to um, politics if I want to hear what's going on in Hollywood sometimes. I'm not a big celebrity gossip kind of gal, but sometimes I just like to know what's going on with everybody. So I'll listen to that when I'm in the mood. Well, and with each of these, one thing that I think is helpful is that Once you listen to a show enough, you sort of know the host a little bit and you know their views. Sometimes you can anticipate them and you sort of have a sense of, okay, where you agree with them, where you don't. And even with hosts that I listen to a lot, sometimes I'll question something, but I know that like, oh, in this area, I agree with her hundred percent, but you know, in this, I'm going to, I'm going to dig into that a little bit more. So it's sometimes nice listening to the same host over and over because you sort of, you know what you're getting in a way. Yes, I agree. I think it's important going back to going beyond the headline to not just question people from the other side, but also people from your own side to make sure that you're holding everybody accountable. Just adopting that attitude of being willing to question things, no matter where it comes from, really matters, and especially on college campuses. And on college campuses, social media is a big thing. And I know documenting reads on social media is becoming increasingly popular as people read more books, which I love. I'm a good romance novel kind of gal every once in a while, but recently I've been really, don't laugh at me, Karen. I like my romance novels. All right. Recently I've been a memoir and self-help book kick. My dad loves it. He loves hearing my recaps of all my self-help books that I've been reading. I think we can make Um, that another podcast. We definitely could. But Peyton's weekly recaps of the books that she's been reading. My dad would listen to that. He'd be the number one listener. But um, reading books written by other conservative women will help open your eyes to different adversities you may face as a conservative woman on campus. And they talk about how they best combat it, which I found to be extremely helpful. Yeah, there's a few that I know a number of our chapters have read that that might be helpful to mention. Senator Marsha Blackburn wrote The Mind of a Conservative Woman. uh, And that explains kind of how she came to her views. Uh, and I think would be helpful for a number of our, our listeners out there. Dana Perino's book, Everything Will Be Okay. Uh, that is one that a lot of our chapter women uh, have read or listened to. And we actually even had Dana on for a book club, which was very popular. She gives very practical advice for young women in the workplace and things that uh, will just help you get ahead for your first job or your first internship. And I think some of our other chapter women have enjoyed hearing from Nikki Haley in her books. Uh, We had her on for a book club uh, and she was, she was wonderful on our book club. You're about to get inundated with messages about how oppressed you are as women. So it's important to make sure that you've got some tools at your disposal to combat that. 
Yeah. And if you don't have time, because I know not everyone has time to read a physical book. I did not have time in college. I was too busy reading the textbooks to read actual books, which was unfortunate. But something that I got really into was listening to audiobooks because they're a great way besides podcasts. I'm a big listener, if you couldn't tell, to get information when I was walking around campus and in between classes, or I would put it on while I was doing my laundry or just the mundane tasks. It would it would be in the background. So I was still absorbing all of that information, but it wasn't taking away from all the other tasks I had to do during my day. And I know something that most people don't know, a little tidbit, um, you can utilize your local library to get free books because I know you guys are all balling on your college budgets. So you can see if your library participates with apps such as Hoopla or Libby, and you can download ebooks to an e-reader or onto your phone, and they have audiobooks as well. So you don't have to go to the library because I know people don't do that nowadays, but you, you can just download them directly to your phone. I even, Peyton, I even sometimes download uh, kids' books for my kids on there from the app. So oh, it's such a helpful mom tip. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> you can download books for everyone in your family if you want to. Uh, so we've been talking about all these great resources across different platforms. But one theme across all of them is it's easy to get into an echo chamber. So how do you prevent that, Peyton? I think kind of like what we talked about previously is just absorbing news from both sides of the aisle. So you kind of get a sense of what each side is saying, and then you can break down the argument on both sides and kind of see, and you will, honestly, you'll notice that both sides kind of want the same conclusion or like the same thing to happen. We all want the same outcome, which is something I've learned since adopting this habit of listening to both sides of the aisle, but you'll hear the breakdown from both sides and it helps so you don't form that echo chamber just absorbing information on both sides well and if you just listen or read uh books by people um, with whom you agree it's easy to turn off that critical thinking still so i think Mm -hmm. uh listening to podcasts from people um who think differently than you can be a great way to keep it sharp because you'll i'm sure Um, you'll have the same experience I do sometimes where I'm listening to something or like I mentioned before, scrolling on Instagram and I see something, I'm like, wait a second, that can't be right. And what I would encourage all of you to do is make sure you give yourself some exposure to to those things and those accounts and then develop that skill where when you have that moment and you think, wait a second, that doesn't seem right. You don't just keep scrolling, but you actually dig into it and investigate it. Yeah, it's important, especially on social media, to not only follow people who agree with you. You have to make sure you're following everybody from both sides. So I think one of the bottom lines today, Peyton, is that uh, you should be careful about where you're getting the news, but don't be careful in the sense of only get it from one viewpoint. Try to make sure you're getting a diversity of views uh, so then you're continuing to learn, continuing to develop, and continuing to question things. And also make sure that you verify information, uh, especially before you comment or share. Yes, absolutely. I would 100% agree, especially do not share something on your social media if you can't back it up. It's a big thing I think a lot of people get into hot water for. Everybody's got so many resources at their fingertips. Uh, It just takes a little effort to figure things out. So just put in that effort. So this has been such a great conversation and we hope you're enjoying the show. Make sure to join us next week for the Conservative Woman's Guide to Living Away from Home. Subscribe to the Conservative Woman's Guide wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. 
And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star review. Every podcast and book we reference today will be linked in our show notes. So be sure to check those out. And let us know how we're doing by emailing us at media at enlightenedwomen.org. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at at enlightenedwomen, where we'll be posting updates, video clips, and polls. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode.